MLM Nation, episode 606. Welcome to MLM Nation, a podcast of leaders, by leaders, for leaders, hosted by Simon Chan. He's built a team of over 200,000 and is now a full-time MLM coach and trainer. So if you're ready to level up your business, join us now. Let's do this. Hey, are you driven by purpose or just by money? Is network marketing all about the fancy cars, mansions, or the quote-unquote lifestyle, or there more to it? Now, if you're driven by purpose, go check out this new group called Purpose Driven Networkers. Not only do we have a higher calling, but we also have a five-step system that we use to help get your next customer or rep immediately. Go check it out at PurposeDrivenNetworkers.com. And our mission is Simon Chan. I'm fired up to bring our special guest today, Sarah Weiss. Hey, Sarah, are you ready to make it happen? Woohoo! Let's do it. <laughs> Sarah Weiss has gone through many hardships and struggles to get to where she is today. She had a career in landscaping and retail before she got started in network marketing in 2007. Sarah credits her success to her passion and genuine love for building unconditional relationships. And she's used that to build a team of 1,000 reps and 2,000 customers. Today, Sarah is the master distributor of her company. So Sarah, I've given ML Nation a brief intro, but take us back to 2007. What were you doing back then? And how did you um, come across network marketing? Well, you know, it's funny. I was, you know, 21, I think at the time, and I was invited to what I was told would be a franchise building seminar. That's what I was told. So, you know, right off the bat, something that has left a, you know, a sour taste in many people's mouths about MLM is kind of a misleading way to get someone involved in it. So my friend used a misleading way to get me involved. But when I got there, it did work because I, I saw this opportunity and it was no, it was not a franchise. It was a network marketing opportunity, but I had never, ever heard about anything like it at the time. So, you know, I heard this guy talking about financial freedom and how anyone could do it. You don't have to have any special credibility. And uh, I, I was hook, line and sunk. Um, and what I found was an incredible opportunity for growth and personal development. My first um, opportunity, I didn't make a dime. I did not do very well. I sucked really, really bad at it. Wasn't great at recruiting. Wasn't great at getting customers. I think I built a team of three people in the whole, I don't know, eight months that I did it. But in that eight months, I read some of the first greatest impactful, profound books of my life, like How to Win Friends and Influence People, Think and Grow Rich, The Cash Flow Quadrant, and uh, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, um, amongst many others that have shifted my thinking in so many areas of my life. So I've been hooked ever since. So um, so you stopped building. Uh, how did you come back to network marketing? Well, because I, I was so happy about the the kind of development that I had created, and it's affected me in all aspects of my life. So I always knew that it came from that start I had in network marketing. So when another opportunity was presented in a very different field, so the first one was more of an essential home services uh, network marketing thing, and the second one was more health and wellness. I, I started to think, and, I, and at the time, you know, I was a gym goer. I used to go to the gym a lot. I was very into health and wellness. And when an opportunity in health and wellness uh, arose, I was like, you know what? Let's let's give this a try again. Um, especially because I know that when you're growing in network marketing, it's all about the people business. 
And everything has to do with the people business. Something I've learned in life is that this game of life is about the people. That's where it all comes from. All of our fulfillment and joy and our love and our opportunities, our best ideas and brainstorms, it all comes from people. So what better to get better at your socializing, your human psychology than a business directly affected by how you connect with people? So I got into the health and wellness uh, sector of it. And I think I did a couple MLMs in that area that kind of I got in, tested the waters, wasn't really feeling it. And then got in another one until I found one that I actually made a bit of income from. It was really exciting to get my first check. But that first check came after about whew, uh, three or four years in the industry. And, you know, there's a lot of people who get in, they, they experience the hardships of it. And anyone who will tell you, oh, it's, it's easy to do this, you know, just get in and talk to a few people. Don't fall for it. It takes work. It does take learning and growing. And if it took me four years to get that first check and 13 years to become, you know, financially fit and, uh, you know, making a six figure income passively, I can tell you this, it was worth it. It was worth all the work. It was worth the 13 years to get here because now I can create much more opportunity. I can live my passion and purpose with freedom without having to stress about the bills and all the other stuff. But yeah, so, so I've, I've made many, many progressive steps that were not always easy, but were definitely worth it. Yeah, because for the 13 years, if you didn't do this, where would you be? Well, um, you know, I've, I've kind of job bounced. I used to own a company in landscaping. I, I ran it for six years, but I wasn't fulfilled. It wasn't my purpose in life. It didn't make me happy. And I was good at what I did. I was really good at what I did. I created masterpieces of waterfalls and patios and stuff. And it was amazing, but I wasn't fulfilled. Yeah. I knew that my, my greater purpose in life had more to do with giving back to the community, helping people become their best self, live their best lives. And landscaping wasn't doing that for people. Neither was retail selling someone a product from a, you know, from Costco to, uh, you know, any like clothing market. It wasn't fulfilling people the way that I knew I had a gift to do. And I found that network marketing gave me that opportunity to lead people to actually grow, lead them to the water, let them drink from it and watch what happens. The beauty when people take a hold of their lives and realize their true inner strengths and greatness, that fulfills me. That is my purpose in life. And that is why I will continue doing network marketing probably till the day I move on to the next life. Yeah. And I love, thank you for sharing that because some of you may listening, you may think, well, 13 years, but in the reality, 13 years is going to pass anyway. And if you stay at where your job is, how much more can you make? Right. How, how much fulfilling can you get? So you might as well work hard in network marketing. And thank you for being transparent, sharing those numbers. It took you four years to get your first check um, and 13 years to be like really financially free. So why did you keep going? You, you, you know, you bounced around, didn't make any money. Why did you go keep going back to network marketing? Didn't you have friends that say, come on, why do you keep <laughs> staying? Why did you not give up? I lost friends over it. There were people who were said, you know, called me uh, scam artists and con artists doing, you know, the, the old pyramid. I, I love that when people call it a pyramid. Um, of course, there were many reasons for me to give up, but something really stuck with me early on. And it was when one of my, my leaders told me that if you want to be successful at anything, then you want to be a professional. And I don't care what you get into. Being a professional in any industry, any arena that you want to get into it's not going to happen overnight. 
It's not going to happen overnight. And I mean, I've seen people have really quick success in network marketing. And I've also seen them lose it fast. Not everyone, but I've seen people lose it fast because they didn't embrace the professionalism of the industry. They, they got this quick success and didn't really know how to handle it. And it's nobody's fault. But what I learned was becoming a professional takes time. It takes energy. It takes consistency and dedication. So all, that, all those years of personal development were all part of the course, all part of MLM University if you will. So yeah, I put 13 years into becoming a professional. And I can safely say now that I have gone from um, amateur to novice to, um, you know, I don't even know if I want to call myself an expert because I don't want to limit myself from continuing, uh, continuing to get better and to grow. So uh, yeah, it's step by step into professionalism. And that is why I kept coming back. And that's why I stuck around through all the crap, all the, the rejection. I realized that uh, if you want to have success, you got to look at what comes with the success. And one thing that comes with the success is needing to handle rejection. If you don't like rejection, you can't handle rejection. Well, guess what? You're not going to find success in this industry. And there's another list of things that you have to prepare yourself to get used to, to handle, and to not only get used to and handle, but to embrace and to learn to love. If you can learn to love rejection and love people um, hating on you for what they don't understand, if you can learn to love that, then guess what? You learn to love the success that comes with it. Mm, great nuggets here. And it's about the person you become. That's that's when then you know you mentioned like people make money fast, but they lose it fast. It's like kind of like because they haven't become that leader yet, right? It's like people who win the lottery, they win a lots of million, but they're not that person, not a millionaire, and they lose it really quickly. So it's about the journey and the process and learning to love, like what you said, uh, you can't handle the rejection, love that rejection, you're never going to be successful because you will encounter that. Now, looking back, what were some of the mistakes you made at the beginning? That's until you finally got it, until you finally got your first check. Well, those four years, what were you doing wrong? So much. Everything. <laughs> How long do you got? <laughs> made all the mistakes, right? I made them all. And I think a lot of it came down to um, putting expectations. Unrealistic expectations is a, is a big enemy for someone who's just new to the industry, um, thinking that things can happen fast. You know, you hear it like, don't, this is not overnight success. This isn't a lottery. But still in the back of your mind, you want it fast. And we're, we're human beings. A lot of us are very impatient. We're, we're control freaks. And we don't even think we are. Um, so I think a lot of my mistakes were putting expectations on things happening more in the blink of an eye than they were. Um, thinking, you know, if I work hard, I'll get fast results. I think that was a big thing for me. The harder I work, the faster I'll get these results. I'll just work harder and harder and harder. And I end up, you know, burning myself out and not getting those results because I might be working hard, but I'm not working hard efficiently as a professional would. Once you become a professional, the harder you work, the more effective you can be. But when you're, when you're an amateur, you could be spending countless hours doing the wrong thing. And that's what I was doing. I was spending countless hours working really hard, burning myself out, expecting things to move much faster than they were. And it takes a lot longer. It's a process. It's a journey. Like I love how you said the journey. And I've, I've embraced that journey. I've learned to love that journey. Um, so that was a, definitely a big thing. I would invite a hundred people to, to an event or to a, an at-home presentation. I would get 50 say maybe 20 confirm 100% they'll be there and one show up. <laughs> what? And I know we've all gone through that. And 
that's a tough one for for your ego. That one, that's like, wow, everyone said yes. They said yes, for sure. Why didn't they show up? Did I make mistakes? Am I terrible at this? Were they lying to me? Are they terrible people? Am I a terrible person? You start attaching all these crazy meanings to it when really that's just how it is. That's just how it is in the, in the industry. Sometimes uh, you'll get 20 confirmed one guest or sometimes you'll get uh, five confirmed and 10 guests. It's just how it is. And again, if you can let go of the expectation and embrace appreciation, Mm. you're going to love what you do a lot more. You're going to just appreciate what what you do have. That one person that shows up, you'll have so much appreciation for it that you'll just have fun with it. And you'll enjoy your time instead of spending that that whole time thinking, where are the other 19? Why didn't they come? What went wrong? When you're in a a low-end, low-frequency, low-vibration mind state – you start to live in fear and you start to make worse decisions. Your decisions aren't going to be the greatest. But when you're living in love and appreciation and gratitude, you make better decisions. You start to live a life that you love instead of living a life that you fear. Yeah. That's good because I think the one person that shows up, right, that's the one that could be the superstar leader. But no one's going to join if you're down. And actually, one of my mentors told me early on, this is kind of before the smartphone, uh, way back in early 2000s, like if you have a meeting – don't check your phone an hour before the meeting because there's definitely going to be cancellations. I'm going to run late. And when you look at that phone, you, you, all of a sudden your energy, you're excited. Your energy goes down, down, down. And then finally, when one person opens or comes into your house, you're not even excited anymore. And they can feel that energy. You know? Right. Um, right. Instead of treating them like a VIP, like, but they, yeah, yeah. Instead of, hey, what's good to see you? In. Right. You're expecting, oh, what was the 10 people? Because people are calling you on the phone, right? Yeah, I, I've, I love that whole idea that with, if one person comes, guess what? You just lucked in. One-on-one time, baby. I'm going to teach you everything you need to know to be super successful. Are you ready for your VIP session? Mm. That's much better than, um, you know, I'm waiting for 19 people. So let's just let's just wait. Let's see what's happening. Oh, they're not showing up. I don't know what to tell you. I'm so sorry. This this was supposed to be. That energy is, is yeah. terrible. It's, you know, so it'd be a professional. And that's one of the things you learn as a professional. As a professional, you give a professional energy and people want to work with professionals. Yeah, it's really good. Um, I like the framing, right? Instead of like talking to 10 people, now you got one-on-one, right? The conversion of a one-on-one is always greater than 10 people because you can customize, you can listen better, you can care better. You can't spread your energy to 10 people. So I like it. It's your VIP session. Really good. Um you said you lost all your friends, right? So what did you, how did you build from scratch? <laughs> well, I think a lot of us rely on this whole high school mentality. You know, we, we were in this high school together, and so th- that's my group of friends. I, I thought very differently. I thought that uh, I've spent my whole life rewriting my story. And something I learned, uh, I would say, 10 years ago was not to define myself by who I currently was, let alone define myself by my past. You know, we could look at our current situations and say, this is who I am. Or what I like to do is to look at my current situation and say, this is who I'm becoming. I want to become a professional. I want to become financially free. I want to become or I am becoming this this amazing person instead of saying, this is who I am. If you say, this is who I am with your current situation, you then doom yourself to be nothing more than you currently are. So I define myself as someone who would create better relationships, 
who would learn more about human psychology and what makes people tick, um, why they want to follow certain people and why they don't want to follow others. This is all the fun in what we do in network marketing and the fun in what we do in life. And I find network marketing is such an amazing university for how to get along in life, how to get along with people, how to influence, influence, how to share beautiful ideas and how to teach others to spread their greatness, how to accept their greatness, how to be and step into their power. Love it. Awesome stuff. Hey, so what was a, was there a specific light bulb moment, uh, aha moment that you had and boom, after that, things really took off? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Um, and it was only about two years ago that I had it. And it was realizing that the relationships you build are about the relationships. It's not about the yes and the no. It's not about, are they going to buy or are they not? Are they going to become one of your email lists? It's the value, the true value in when you're talking to someone, building a connection is in that genuine relationship, whether they buy or not. And when you look at it that way, and when you're not asking them for a yes or no, I mean, you might end up asking for a yes or no, but when you're not expecting a yes or no, it becomes so much easier. It's lighter. You don't have this pressure on you. You don't have this pressure on them. And they just see you as someone who has an abundance mindset. If you're an abundance mindset, people want abundance. People feel that they're, they're like, you know, she's, she's got her, her stuff together. You know, she's not pressuring me. She's not coming from a place of uh, desperation or scarcity. She has what she needs. She doesn't need me. Right. Maybe I need her. Maybe she's got something that I can look at. But when you start, you know, saying, you know, do you want, do you want this? Do you want that? Do you, you know, how can, how can I solve your problem today? You know, what, what is it? How can I, how can I get you on the team? What do I got to say today to get you on the <laughs> team today? And I used to be like that. I, I mean, everything that I'm telling you is stuff that I've done and seen that doesn't work great. I mean, it works for some when other people are also operating out of desperation, but we're not trying to build teams of desperate people. We're building right. teams of go-getters, leaders, people who have already gone through the process enough to realize that they have this greatness and they don't need to live in this desperation mode. People with abundance mindset, because abundance mindset people build abundant teams, prosperous teams. So I'm looking to be able to influence abundant people and prosperous people. And the only way to do that is to match their energy and show them that we're going to be abundant together. We're not going to play desperate. We're not going to play from scarcity. Yeah. And like when you have the abundance mindset, you're like you said, you're not needy. And it's like the more you need them, the more they don't want to be part of your team. Right? Right. Because like, why would they, then it's like, why would I, like my life is all messed up. Why do I need you? Why do you want me? <laughs> right? Because everyone, we have all these issues. And it's like, if you're desperate needy, they feel like they got to do the same thing to their friends. Exactly. Right. And we become Everything these network walking mean. robots. Like, uh, and, and I like what you said. You, you don't care about yes or no. Just be a human. Right. Some people, sometimes people ask me, what should you say here? Well, if you were not in network walking, what would you say? Right. You'll be a human. It will naturally come out. What's going on? Like, oh, my family, my health is not good right now. Well, what should I say to get them to use the product? Well, if you were not in network walking, what would you say? Right. You show some genuine, unconditional love. 
Yeah. And that's where it's at. That's where it really is at. And, you know, you'll find that most people pick up on that and they, they start to ask you the questions and they come to you for um, for guidance and answers and an opportunity instead of the other way around where you're going to them for, hey, I have an opportunity. They'll see it. I mean, Facebook and, uh, you know, all kinds of social media is a really great resource for you to just show what you're about. You know, we brand ourselves in everything we do. Everything we say is our brand. Everything we post is our brand. Everything we show is our brand. So you'll get into network marketing and you can either brand a product or you can brand yourself. One, one of the two is much more powerful and I'm sure you can guess what that is. Our brand, our personal brand is so much more powerful than branding a product. So that was another big light bulb for me was when I'm, you know, going in build mode, who am I building? Am I building their company or am I building me? So I built me and people bought into me much faster than they bought into a product. And my brand, I decided, would be unconditional love and seeing people where they're at. I love it. It's really good. Unconditional love. And you, and you talk about when you become desperate needy, um, the few times it does work, they're joining basically kind of to get rid of you, right? To like, and then you wonder why they don't do anything once they join. Um, what would you say in your 13 years, Sarah, your, this is my favorite question, your worst, worst moment in network marketing to the point that most people will quit, but you did it. And that's why you're the leader you are today. Yeah. Well, I mean, there's, there's a few that add up to, you know, everyone finds good and bad in any industry. And there's a lot of things that can leave a sour taste in your mouth. And I, I don't want to bash the industry because, uh, you know, I it's an industry I love. There's just certain things like, you know, people who, who find that because they got in before you, they're your leader and they're your boss. And some people will treat you like your boss. So keep in mind, me saying this does not mean that that's how it is across the board. It's the same as any industry, whether it's retail, landscaping. I've been in, in many different jobs where there's a lot of good and there's a lot of bad. And you go to a different job, the opposite is the same, you know. Um, but yeah, I, I've I've found situations where people would take advantage of their power and they would basically power trip and act like because they got into the company before you that they're your boss, and they start to you know um, tell people how to interact with you. And I've I've seen people uh, get blocked because their upline leader told them to block that person because they went to another company or something. So it's it's handling with people who haven't become professionals yet and to recognize that they're they're not professionals. So in my learning in, you know, how to handle this thing that gave me a sour taste, it was learning to love everyone where they're at even if they're not a professional. I can love their souls. I could love love their souls, but I, I didn't have to love their ego. And it also did not mean that that was the industry. They didn't represent the industry. They rep represented their own personal brand. Hmm. That's good. To love their souls, but not their ego. Good. And like you said, you know, there's ugly in network marketing, but there's ugly in every profession, right? From the stock market, from finance, from retailing, from health, you know, it's just like in anything. Right. And you got to take responsibility, right? You can't just go in there and if, if you do have a bad experience, start to blame an industry as a whole 
for your um, your failure there. And your failure there could have had something to do with crappy leadership, but it doesn't mean that it's their fault. It's not the leader's fault. It's not the, the industry's fault. You can learn to take responsibility and say, you know what, there's a better way I could handle this. Um, I can recognize, and again, this comes with years in professionalism, right? I can recognize where, you know, they're not coming from a, from a place of professionalism or integrity, but it doesn't mean that I can't do my job right, or it doesn't mean that I can't go out there and blow it up and create my own culture and community separate from this leader. So that was a big learning thing for me. I didn't have to um, rely on my upline leaders that, that, you know, maybe I saw as disintegrity, you know, lack of integrity and stuff and think that it's all about their team. I could create my own. I could create my own culture and community separate from them and do my own thing and take responsibility for what I do and what I create and how I lead and what I duplicate. Yeah. Because you can't control them. The only thing you can control is yourself. Exactly. I've I've learned something in life about control. Um, First of all, all achievers are control freaks. If you (laughs) say you're not, you lie about other things too. (laughs) What we can control, there's only two things. We can control what we focus on and how we respond to situations. Those are the only two things we have control over. The rest is up in the air. The rest, anything can happen. I mean, look at the time we're living in here right now, you know, April 2020. There's some crazy stuff going on. We have no control over that. But what we can control in this this crazy time filled with, with fear and uncertainty is what we focus on. I choose to focus on what I'm working on. I'm focusing on my children. I'm focusing on what I'm grateful for. I'm focused on who I'm becoming. I'm focused on my personal development. I'm focused on the books I'm reading. I'm focused on my businesses. I've got three businesses to focus on. And I choose to show up and and respond as a professional, Mm -hmm. as someone who's dedicated, who's committed. I have control over that. The rest of it, I don't. And I accept that. I accept that I'll have to adapt to things. And it's the same in this industry. I can control what I focus on in the industry, and I can control on how I respond to what happens in the industry. Awesome advice on leadership. Great stuff. Uh, Switching topics a little bit, uh, Sarah, how important is consistency to success? Oh, it's, it's probably number one beside getting started. Consistency is, is, is the hardest thing, I think, of all, all the aspects of network marketing. Handling rejection, it's hard. Um, getting started can be hard. Learning how to um, communicate with people can be hard. But consistency, hands down, is the hardest because it's the longest-term plan. Uh, you know, we, we can all have a good month. We can all have a good day, a good month, a good year even. But when the going gets rough, and maybe, you know, one month just isn't the same as the last month. And maybe you're running out of your warm market and you don't know how to create a bigger warm market. It's keeping to the same decision you made when you were in a good mood, when you were excited, when you were fired up and having that same decision carry over to when you're not in a good mood, when you're not excited, when the, the you know, the going is a little harder. That is the toughest part of network marketing. So when you get involved you really got to embrace consistency as in staying the course. And I mean, you're not always going to be on. You're not always going to have days where you want to you know, communicate with 100 people. And that's okay. The consistency isn't day to day. It's year to year. Hey, ML Nation. I know your journey is just like these leaders. It's full of difficulties and success often feels out of reach. And that's why I put together for the first time a guidebook, a motivation book, for every day of the week. It's 365 motivation quotes for a network marketer. 
And I've been working a lot on this for 2019. And best of all, it's free. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. You know, for the first time ever, you want to get confidence as you have a daily resource you can refer to again and again. You get fulfilled as you beat our biggest enemy, which is ourselves, right? Procrastination. This book will help you overcome that. You'll be motivated and never discouraged again. You want to get a peek of how leaders think and what keeps them going. And you've been listening to the show, and I took everything, over 365-degree quotes, and put it in one handy resource for you. It's over 79 pages long, a PDF, and you get it for free. Just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. Again, for your free copy of 365 motivational quotes for the network marketer, just go to mlnation.com forward slash book. Thank you so much, Sarah. As we go to the end of the show, uh, some quick questions to pick your brain. And uh, these can be quick one-liners. Okay. The sure. first one is, uh, what is one of your favorite success quotes that motivates you? I mean, everything from Jim Rohn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, favorite success quotes. Uh, it's the winds, uh, the, the winds of change blow on us all. Uh, it's about setting a better sail. What is one habit that's helped you become successful? Well, consistency is a big one. Staying the course. Excitement. Sharing my passion. That, that's been one of the biggest superpowers that I can have for myself and give to others is share your passion, share your excitement. What's your favorite prospecting tool? So say someone's interested in your business, a qualified prospect. Do you send a video or do you like to do a Zoom phone call what do you like to use sarah well that really it can it can be personal there there should be a short teaser video there should always be a short teaser video i think that is consistent amongst all of them from from there you can kind of decide what's what the next best fit is but a short teaser video would be my favorite tool i would say what's the length of your teaser video uh anywhere from three to five minutes do you have a favorite app on your phone that you could recommend Favorite app on my phone to recommend? I use a lot of apps. Um, one that is consistent through every single day is, is To Do Reminder. I have hourly reminders go off on my phone to keep me on track with my purpose and my passion. So, you know, you might think it's a prospect someone. No, my reminders say something like smile. Another reminder will say be grateful and celebrate. Another one will say, focus on being um, the top recruiter. Focus on being a best-selling author. I just released a new book. So that's another one that's keeping me, me focused. Um, another one that uh, says, um, you are the greatest motivational speaker. So it's all just keeping me on track with what my intentions are in living at my purpose and desires. So that is probably my favorite app. That is good. I got the, I like that. I'm going to do that. You put it, the kind of affirmations. My phone's always on Do Not Disturb. I use the Apple Watch. Basically, the only thing I really use it for, aside from exercise, is the calendar, right? But I like that. You can put your affirmations on there. So every time you're looking at it, it pops up. That's really good. Um, what's the best piece of advice you ever received, Sarah? Best piece of advice is to focus on my, my purpose in life as opposed to my desires. What's, uh, tell me about, you say you're writing a book. What's this book about that's coming out? It's called Not Born This Way. And it is about how I 
created my life. I took my power. I redefined my story and I did not define myself by my past where I grew up in a low income household. There was drugs, violence, abuse, um, ridicule, judgment. I mean, every hardship that everyone's gone through. Um, and I chose to define myself by who I wanted to become. And that's why it's called not born this way. Hmm. And when's that coming out? Uh, should be uh, published within the next three weeks. Oh, when it comes out, let us know. We'll put it on the show notes page. Incredible. Thank you. Yeah. Well, speaking about books, what's other two or three books? I and mean, you did mention like the classics, like the Oki Carnegie and Napoleon Hill. What's um, two or three other books that you would recommend? Ah, well, there's there's a few for different meanings, but I would say one of my top ones, uh, especially in network marketing and life in general, would be uh, The 21 Irrefutable Laws of Leadership hmm. by John Maxwell. All John Maxwell books are incredible if you're looking to become a better leader, which if you're in network marketing, you want to be successful in network marketing, you'll want to be a good leader. And uh, the 21 Irrefutable Laws show every aspect of leadership. And when there's 21 aspects, you realize you're not going to be good at every single one of them, but you can partner up with other people who are who have strengths where your weaknesses are. So uh, I love that book. Another one that is not all of it's not really related to network marketing, but it has done a lot for me in my growth in that area is called The Untethered Soul. Hmm. And it talks a lot about ego and how to separate yourself from your ego and realize that the voice in your head is your ego and it's not you. You're the observer of the voice in your head. You hear the voice in your head, but the voice in your head is ego. And if you compare the voice in your head to a roommate, when your roommate tells you something that maybe is disempowering to you, what are you going to say to your roommate? You're going to say, screw that. No, get out of my face. You could do that with the voice in your head. A lot of people think that that voice is there, so they kind of accept what it's saying to them. So I found that that was very powerful in, in my growth in all areas, including network marketing. Thank you for sharing that. And here's the last question, the million-dollar question. You ready? <laughs> Here we go. Here's the million-dollar question. Imagine, Sarah, you had to start all over again, and you knew no one, but you had all your current knowledge, skills, and wisdom. So you had a contact list of zero. What's the first thing you do or the first place you go to build a network marketing business from scratch? Social media. I would get in all kinds of Facebook groups that have to do with things that I am passionate about that are similar interests, and I would start building relationships with people in those groups. Um, something I learned that was a really awesome technique was to add value to people in comment threads. So you might not have made the original comment, but when you see people in there or even the comment itself seeking some kind of help or guidance, and when you have the answer, you go in there and you help people. And I mean, I've seen um, a comment thread on a um, uh, Abraham Hicks post, and it was very weirdly worded, but I understood what she was saying. But when I went to the comment thread, so many people didn't understand what she meant, and, and they were getting the wrong picture and stuff. So I went and I replied to all these comments, offering my insight on how, how I interpreted what that post meant. And I just offered unconditional value. And of course, I created relationships with these people who valued me because the initial contact that we had was me just providing value. So they valued me as a person. So instantly, I built a connection of someone who valued me. And if you're going to build a, a business from scratch, you're going to want to work with people who value you. And the only way for them to see you in that way is for you to provide value without condition. Thank you so much. As we wrap up, do you have any last words or advice? And then what's the best way our listeners can connect with you, Sarah? 
Uh, well, I've got a Facebook page. You can find me on uh, on uh, Sarah Weiss, W-E-I-S-S. Um, I have also got a page, SAS Boss. Uh, I am a coach as well. That would be the best way to find me. Um, and as we wrap up, I want to tell everybody that they have the power and they hold the pen. You hold the pen to write your story. And it really, I've said this a few times in our, in our chat, but you define who you become. And if you want to become a, a network marketing professional, accept the course, commit to it, stay dedicated and realize that you have the power. You do. It doesn't matter what your situation, doesn't matter what your disadvantage is, doesn't matter which hardships you're going through or challenges or lessons you need to learn or mistakes you've made. You can do it if you truly want to. And on Nation, you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And today, you may hang out with Sarah Weiss. So keep up the momentum. Head over to MLNation.com and just click on the podcast tab and the show notes and all the nuggets of wisdom. The notes I wrote down here will be right there. In order to be successful in life and in network marketing, you must help others. So Sarah, thanks again for sharing your valuable time with ML Nation. We're grateful to you and we appreciate you for having a positive impact on millions of distributors worldwide. Thank you so much and God bless you. Thank you so much. Take care, everybody. ML Nation, I know you love audio and I know you love to learn. So don't forget to get your free audiobook on MLMNationBook.com. Yep, audiobooks are one of the best ways to learn. You can listen. We may not have the time to sit down and read, but we all have time when we're exercising, driving around to listen to one of the most recommended books that our leaders have recommended. So, hey, go get your free book at MLMNationBook.com. Hey, this is Simon Chan with a quick recap of a show with Sarah Weiss. Hey, you can connect with Sarah and also check out all the books, the resources she talked about on mmnation.com. Just click on the podcast tab and all the nuggets of wisdom and the will be right there. But here's a quick recap. You know, she mentioned why she kept on going back to the profession. And big part of it is how awesome it is in terms of growing ourselves, right? That she grew so much. I think a lot of you listening to this, you're probably addicted to the personal development of network marketing. And it's one of the best parts of the business. But at the same time, you still need to take action and apply that knowledge you're learning. And I hope you are taking action on a lot of the nuggets that Sarah shared here. Uh, she talked about taking time, right? Taking time, 13 years to get to where she is today. And you may think, well, why should I spend this time? Well, here's a way to look at it. If you're at your current job 13 years from now, Will you have a six-figure residual? Right now, even if it takes you 20 years, will you have the life that you want if you're stuck at your current job? Right. And I know for me it was difficult for months when you know I'm just a shy, quiet Asian kid from Brooklyn, New York. But when I struggled for months and months, now I didn't struggle for four years like Sarah, but I struggled. I was just like, I cannot go back because this allows me a chance to get to me to where I want. Right. So you have to be patient. It takes time and focus. We talked a lot about the process of who you are becoming, right? Becoming. You got to be the professional. And, you know, we hear the word professional. You know, Eric Gore talked about being GoPro, right? Pro. What is a professional? And Sarah really broke, broke, broke it down. What it takes to be a professional, being numb to the rejection, right? Handling the rejection, learn to appreciate, learn to embrace it, to love rejection. Right, because you know it's not about you, and really, it's this business is really about sincerely caring and loving on people. And she talked about it. The mistakes that people make, maybe you're making them, is unrealistic expectations. Um, you, you know, not working efficiently, as well as spending too much time talking, trying to convince people, trying to be needy. 
right? Or inviting people and maybe just one show up. And we talked, we spent a lot of time talking about that. Appreciate the one that showed up instead of the ones who didn't show up, right? And that's, don't attach a meeting or why people are not interested. What's wrong with me? That's the way it is. Fall in love with the process. It took me 42 people to get my first sign up. It took me four months to make, months even longer than that to make, do something. Fall in love with the process, right? And I love what you talk about. Turn the, every negative into positive. People didn't show up, only one person showed up out of 100 people. Well, she gets one on one time, right? It's all about re- reframing, framing, because you can control, talk about control. You, can, you can't control what others do, but you can control what we focus on and you can control how we react to that situation. And all the stuff that's happened to you, maybe you've been stuck, does not define yourself. It's not who you are, it's who are you becoming, right? Don't define yourself by your past, who you become, your future self. Always act and prospect like your future best self. Then, you know, talk about aha moment she had was in relationships, not worry about people saying yes or no, right? Having the abundance mindset, because if you don't have that, you lose prospecting posture, and uh, then people are never going to join you. A lot of great nuggets here from the talk about consistency to uh, I like her daily reminders, smile, be grateful. I'm going to incorporate that some part in, into my life, or maybe with my Apple Watch. Uh, but just being the person you become, right? Who are you becoming, ML Nation? Right? Be the person that adds value. You don't know, want to build online, add value. She talked about add, you know, a commenting, adding value in those comments. Right, find some posts and people are stuck. Add value and help them out because uh, you know you have that power to do it. It's who you're becoming, not you. The current you doesn't define you. It's who you're becoming. Hey, Emma Nation, go out there. Um, they give a shout out to Sarah Weiss. Thank you for sharing an amazing show. You can get her all her contact info is on mlnation.com, the show notes page. And uh, thank you for listening. Thank you for being part of this amazing profession. And uh, now it's over to you. Remember, we're in the profession. How about this? Go out there. And have a positive impact on someone's life today. God bless you all.